If you lament the fact that you cannot let your kids roam about freely in the neighborhood unsupervised from after supper until dark in the summer, then it's time to ramp up your Catholic faith beyond coming to Mass to being a disciple sent from Mass to change the world. For those of you who are my age or older, when we were in grade school, if you lived close to the school and you brought a note to school, you could walk home for lunch and eat lunch at home, unsupervised. You'd turn in the note, walk out of the building. As young children, we could play outside and explore for miles. We would go through the woods, find the railroad track, and follow the railroad track for miles to the next couple of towns over. The only rule being is that, in Barberton anyway, you had to be home before the PPG whistle blew. And for most people, it's street lights. For us, it was the PPG whistle. As a matter of fact, when the, that part of the company closed, the city was going to take over the whistle so we wouldn't fall apart. <laughs> if you missed your bus after school, maybe due to detention, which I had a couple times in grade school, they would say, okay walk home, and nobody batted an eyelash, right? But times have changed. Schools are locked up tight and have active gunmen drills. Kids can't be left alone to wander outside for very far or very long. And if you miss your bus, we don't say, oh, well, start walking. Parents are called and children are guarded until a recognized authorized, responsible adult shows up to escort the child home. We are told that we live in a freer, more open, more diverse, and better society than ever. But what are the fruits of this tree? Are our schools safer? Are our neighborhoods safer? Are our workplaces, airports, and government buildings safer? Are we safer in expressing non-politically correct opinions on the internet? What has been the result of our cultural reforms over the past umpteen decades? A shooting barely makes front page anymore, and we kind of, wow, isn't that too bad? No one flinches at being searched like a criminal before getting on an airplane. Politicians can publicly vote to let a healthy-born healthy child of a botched abortion be put to death, infanticide, and they keep their office. Do we buy alarms for our houses, we give up freedoms for safety, and find our population increasingly addicted to drugs, alcohol, porn, and computer screens. And we are told by many in our, in our culture that the problem is not that we have gone too far, but that we have not just gone far enough yet. And instead of addressing what might actually be at the root of our degradation, our culture looks simply to do away with the consequences of our actions so we don't have to study them too closely. Is violence in school a problem? Then let's get metal detectors and hire police officers and armed teachers. Are people who are so depressed and disenfranchised shooting others? Then let's get rid of guns. Is recreational amorous behavior leading to unwanted but expected outcomes? Then make abortions more ready available to a kid who can't even get an aspirin at school without parents' informed consent. 
And I'm willing to admit, at least at the moment, maybe we are so deep in, we have no choice but to do at least some of these things. But the question must also be asked, are we really getting at the root of the problem or are we just masking symptoms? If you have a cold, and I notice a lot of you have colds over the weekend, I'm trying to shake hands and people go, not shaking hands, I got a cold, right? But you might need something to help you fulfill your duties at home or work or at school. So you take uh, some medicine to cover the symptoms until you start feeling better, right? So you can, you can be cheerful and more efficient. Some things can be overcome by masking them for a while. Other things, if you cover them up, they either never go away or they get worse. I don't have the best of backs. And as a little kid, it was even worse. I remember after being, doing something all day and then sitting down to do homework or working on some other kind of project, uh, late into the night, my back would hurt so much. I'd have tears streaming down my eyes. And you know, you could take aspirin, but that didn't solve anything. I still had a bad back. We were just masking the problem. And finally, a doctor uh, prescribed some exercises and did some adjustments. And now I function rather well. I don't, still don't have the best of backs, but I function rather well because we did something to fix this and I don't have to take the pharmaceuticals anymore. The problem wasn't just masked. It was made better. And if we want a better society, we have to stop masking sy symptoms and going after root causes. And the way you go after it is through responsibility and sacrifice. It doesn't sound like fun, but counterintuitively, it does bring about that very happiness that our culture finds so elusive. All lasting good things come through responsibility and sacrifice. Even heaven was made available to us by sacrifice. Christ's passion and death on the cross. It was not a joyful or fun thing to go through, but the benefits were so great that for two, over 2,000 years, the church has been celebrating constantly, every day. If Jesus had searched out his own happiness and comfort, seeking just to hang out with his boys rather than taking on the responsibility of the sins of the world, we would have forgotten about him a long time ago. And you might be at home this morning watching television reruns instead of celebrating and worshiping here. True happiness doesn't come from searching to fulfill immediate desires and drives, and neither does a great culture. It comes through individual men and individual women choosing good and fulfilling their duties. I was a carpenter in a theater uh, for a long time, building sets. And at this particular theater, it was a large theater, so there were two different stages. And the first year, I and another person just built platforms. And let me tell you, building platforms is boring grunt work. And nobody sees it because it gets covered up by all the other uh, set pieces. So it's hidden and people are just standing on top of it. And, 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 it, and they take a little bit of effort. So there you go. And the person who was working in the other theater found it boring and so cut corners, did them quickly and threw them up. And that person had got done more quickly, then had more free time and got paid the exact same amount that I got paid. But eventually the work was noticed that they didn't put in the responsibility and the sacrifice that they should have and the, 
Their sets had to be torn down and rebuilt. That carpenter was fired and had a difficult time finding another job. Who had more happiness later on? Who are you and what are your responsibilities? What should you do? If you want an example of somebody critically failing at this, look no further than some of the members of our church that have embroiled this institution in scandal, seeking to keep things quiet, to protect secrets, avoid public scandals and lawsuits, to make things appear smooth for the time being, make everybody happy, have now ended up in a horrible state. This was not caused by people following our faith, but by not following it and, and instead seeking happiness and masking problems. And now as an institution and individuals, we must dive more deeply into responsibility and sacrifice in order to bring about healing and restore our integrity. And deep down, I think all Catholics know this, that this is our job. That's why Lent is so incredibly popular among us. The confession lines grow, mass attendance increases. And I think that's why among practicing Catholics, I see so much peace at the time of death, so much more confidence during trial, peace in adversity and hope in calamity. Because sacrifice and responsibility go beyond just masking over immediate and relieving immediate pain, but reveals to us that we have purpose and meaning in our lives. And in living this life, we reveal the true, the good, and beautiful things of this world. And that is also how we start changing this world. By when we leave here, Changing, being agents of change in the world, not allowing the world to change what happens here, but allowing our faith in the power of the Holy Spirit when we go out there to influence and change the world, producing good fruits and creating a culture in which one day again, children can run outside unattended until the streetlights come on.